But they got Norris Cole, though, man. And Chalmers, best player in the NBA. They got Chalmers. <laughs> Go. Welcome to Junk Sports, I'm Matt Sherry. I'm Wes Strange. So, uh, we're a little delayed this week, Wes needed to pass it back, but I think Friday night's almost better. I needed, oh yeah, way better. I told you I needed more time, and then I did nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know, I I mean, sometimes it's just like, ah, it's a lot of work, I don't want to do it, but. I mean, I had good intentions. (laughs) Well, I figured you were like, you were just busy at work that day and didn't think about it at all, and be like, ah, pretty much it. So. Too much damn work. Come that's on. fine, but that's okay because now you've you've made up for it by having all of these margaritas ready for us. It's a good one tonight too. Uh-huh. We we've been setting up so long that we're both almost done with our first <laughs> our first set. So that should be good, right? Probably good, but who knows? Um, all right, so we'll move on to the. First thing we're going to talk about, we'll talk about All-Star Weekend, because that's a fun thing to talk about. Um, the big snubs are Boogie, but he's now on it, and Damian Lillard. And then the other one is, there's not really a big East snub. It's pretty much people are like, yeah, Kyle Korver should have been on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's coming in for Wade? I forget. Um, Probably Chalmers. Best player in the league. Oh, well, the GOAT. The goat biggest, probably the, the biggest snub. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. So, who is... Who's coaching? That might have something to do with it. Oh, it's the best record, so it's... Oh, so the Hawks. Hawks. It's not Corver. Corver. Corver's coming. Probably in. Corver. And then, you know, they I'm deserve it. it. Whatever. The Dubs probably should have gotten more. Did you listen to the low post? You probably didn't. Did not. JVG was trying to say Draymond Green deserved a spot. And he doesn't vote for anybody whose team's under 500. He, well, I will say that Draymond is as important as Corver. They play a similar role. They well, both spread the floor and open up everything for everyone else. And his big thing was that Draymond covers three positions for that Warriors team and makes their defense really go, basically what it is. Like, especially, yeah, really. Because he'll cover either big man, especially when Bogut's out, like they need somebody else. Yeah, when Bogut plays, like, Having him and Draymond, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy in general. But so he had him, but he the only guy with a losing record he had on his All Star team was Anthony Davis. Obviously, but then, then he wouldn't pick anybody else for the losing record. He's like, no, the brow. They don't get it. And he did the same thing for the East. So like, he didn't have. Carmelo Anthony in there, and he didn't. Well, win. yeah. So let's talk about some of those guys. Wade shouldn't be on the team. Well, Wade's okay. He doesn't play enough. Yeah. Uh, Carmelo definitely shouldn't be on the team. I mean, he's having a good year, but he's been injured the whole time. Kobe's the biggest one. Like, get his ass off the All Star. Well, team. he's not. He's, play, yeah. Good so. thing he's hurt, so it worked out. Same thing with Wade. Good thing he's hurt. Yeah. He's gone for the year. <laughs> so so kind of worked out. He said he's out indefinitely. Do you think that Wade did? Does that mean he's out? For the year, or he said s- sullenly to like the press, like, I won't see you guys for a while. 
I think he's out for a while. Yeah, I think. It, it, I don't think it's the year. It could be. They'll probably shut him down if they're out of the playoffs by then. Well, it's the East, though. Detroit basketball. <laughs> I imagine Detroit. They still they're well, going to take no, over. No, but they. Uh, what's his name got hurt? Brandon Jennings. Oh, that's a well. They he got probably, a knee injury. That's right. He's out for the year. Isn't he? Or, I think. Yeah, he got an ACL. What a thing. bummer for them. Yeah, because he was crushing it right after Josh Smith left. Him and Greg Monroe. So. That's too bad. They're probably still going to finish ahead of the Heat. Mm-hmm. The Hawks got three uh, three guys in. That's enough for me. I mean, come on. That's, three guys is good. The thing is, there's not that many good guys in the East, so it's like, well, I could I could pull some guys off. Chris Bosh, does he really deserve it? Eh, he's good. He's not great. <laughs> he deserves it ahead of Will. Kyrie Irving, yeah, he could get cut. <laughs> he's on there. <laughs> I know. I see he's on there. I mean, he, he deserves it. Mm-hmm. I still, I don't know what it is. I still don't like Jeff Teague. Well, no, I mean, he has to be on there. He's right now. He's no, he's crushing it. I just don't like him. Oh well, yeah, I don't necessarily like him either. But. Yeah, but I mean, where's Giannis at? Come on, yeah, where's the where's where's the Greek freak? Where, where's their MVP? <laughs> it's all right. He's on the Rising Star Shell until the time. MVP, MVP. Um, so someone said. They would take the West snubs over the East All-Star team in the game. Like, you just had the second second 15 from the West. No, that's a complete joke. <laughs> yes, I think. Well, LeBron by himself is... I mean, a better argument is take the starting five or whatever away from the West. And then, would you still take the West? So you take out the five best. It'd be a close game, I think. Yeah, but I think so. You have a few guys who really show up for the All Star game. Mm-hmm. There's some of the West guys who aren't going to play much. Like Tim Duncan, he's going to play like five minutes. Yep. LeBron always shows up. He's going to try to dominate the game. Kyrie's going to show up because he wants an All Star MVP. <laughs> so you got two guys from the Cavs who are going to try to dominate. He'll be shooting 23s like in this 55 point game. Although the Hawks, like the Hawks, they're more of a team. So this is probably going to throw them off a little bit. Like. Are they going to be able to... Well, so if Kyle Corver comes in for Wade, it'd be awesome if he's just like, Start give me the ball from 50 feet out. I'm going to do some chuck, chucking from half court to make the race. So what you do, yeah, you start those four in LeBron, and then let's see how many points they can put up. Well, I don't know if you... You, you can't start them, right, because they're thin voting. Oh, yeah, right. right. But yeah. basically, like, you just bring the... Set, like in the second quarter, yeah. you have LeBron in the four... Hawks guy. That's true. Yeah. And then LeBron's going to be like, I should have just gone to Atlanta. Because <laughs> they had Max Room. I don't know. I mean, right now, I think the Hawks and Cavs the last two weeks are, they're both playing pretty awesome. Could you imagine the Hawks, though, with LeBron as their small forward? It wouldn't work. We've already seen this. LeBron doesn't like to share the ball like the Hawks. <laughs> it wouldn't work. You'd have to listen to Coach Bud, though, right? It takes special people. It takes people like, because Steph Curry, he's not... He likes to throw the ball. Like if, if someone has it going, he'll just let them roll with it. Mm-hmm. Probably not like that. Kyrie's got 30 at halftime. LeBron's still bringing the ball down the court. <laughs> He's like Kyrie's spot up in the corner, please. <laughs> Kyrie, I'm going to drive. I'm going to make the defense claps on me. Because they're still not worried about me right now because you're the hot. So i got to get some attention, and then I'll pass you the ball. LeBron's like, we made a team decision. I mean, I made it. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, I'm going to shoot the ball this time. Coach Black. 
But he's <laughs> off the hot seat all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, they're going to be fine. The thing is, it'll be interesting if they don't win the title if he gets fired. Well, I mean, if they if they keep this up and they just get beat by a better team, then I say there's no way because right now they're, well, they're playing. If awesome. they lose the semifinals, the if, conference, if they look, the conference if they lose like Miami lost to the Spurs, uh-huh. he's gone. But if they if they just lose to a good team, like if the Hawks just outplay them slightly mm-hmm. in the and you know the Cavs, but what if they beat them like the Spurs beat them? Because then he's gonna get fired. Yeah, team. then he's gonna probably get fired. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Spolster is a proven coach, he's, right? But Blatt's not. I do like what he's. I, I mean, the Mozgov trade seems like a genius move. Well, Mozgov is probably the only guy in the whole huddle that will listen to Coach Blatt. <laughs> and yeah, and he's, he's good. Like, I never really watched. Mozgov. He's been playing a lot better than I've ever seen him play before. Yeah. Oh, I didn't really watch him. I watched him with the Knicks, but that was way before when he was adjusting the NBA, and he's still like, he looks like. Look like a lost rookie, really. Like someone passing, he'd just be jumping and swinging his arms wildly <laughs> to try to block the shot. So now he's in a but yeah, he's got, he's got some fundamentals defensively that mm-hmm. you need. He doesn't pick up a ton of fouls at the rim. Yeah, but uh, and you know he do these international players. They just know how to play the game better. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what that's what uh, a lot of people have been saying. It's true. AAU is killing like basketball. Yeah, they country. only play games. They don't practice anymore in the off season. Just and not only game, that, game, AAU game. is just like, all right, let's highlight our stars and show how good they can be. Like, look, we don't care about winning the game so much. Yeah, no, it's really I don't like that kind of stuff. Like, you got to practice your craft in the off season. You can't just play games. I don't know how you fix it though, because AAU that's how you get easy, your name, easy for college coaches to go to because they're already collecting the best players around. So absolutely, yeah, I agree. No, that's I mean it's screwed up in every sport. Really, you either have to. You have to be present at some of these big camps, or you're not going to end up at Ohio State as a quarterback if you're not at these five-star camps. Well, it really needs to happen. It needs to go from AAU to like just a club team, like just a club basis, where they're they're starting them young, and you play with your club team, and you practice all the time, and you don't play high school at all. Yeah, like you basically have to cut high school out or cut AAU out. You can't do. Or, yeah, it's, well, yeah, it's true. Because these kids don't have a break, basically. And right. a lot of them play multiple sports, so they really, they run from every sport to basketball, and then once basketball's over, Or they're baseball practicing basketball while they're playing other sports, like. And then all summer is spent traveling to these worthless camps, yeah. or This is tournament. a dude's camp. We're going to see how high you jump as a 16-year-old. Well, you can't tell who's athletic when you're watching them play. Like, oh, I don't know if this guy's athletic. What's his 40 time? <laughs> and even if they're athletic, like they don't really run an offense or a good one, at least. No, it's just high pick and rolls or isos. It's a lot of let's steal a ball and try to dunk it in transition. But. I want hopefully more teams adopt the Spurs and the Hawks approach. Unless you have LeBron on your team, then you can do this isolation ball. But if you don't, if you got Victor Oladipo on your team. But that's the thing with AAU. Everyone thinks they have the best player in the country, so we're just going to ISO for him and we'll be fine. Yeah. Well, that's like true. when you're playing lesser teams, you're like, well, just ISO them for our best player. We're going to have no issue. That's the, yeah, that's the that's the easy way out of life is you have the best player on the court, you think, and then mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, it's so much harder to teach an offense. Just give it to him. Yeah, Especially when they don't have practice time. Like 
they it's AAU teams are from such a big region now. Like to get they, well, all they us. do have some practice time because like my buddy did it in high school, and they had to drive him like four days a week for practice. Uh-huh. They, and it was Peoria was the closest, so it was like an hour drive both ways. Was he on the Irish? So they were driving all the time, mm-hmm. and then on the weekends they obviously were in tournaments. Right. I don't know. But they're not, I don't like it. I mean, some of it's good, but they obviously they need to give these kids time to, or tell them they should work on their craft and not just play games. Well, I mean, the, the European version is just based on how they played soccer, like they do soccer, where it's, oh, you look really good as a 13-year-old. We're going to enroll you into our club, and you'll go to school when you're not playing, and then you'll play <laughs> with our team. <laughs> So like they just bring you in, and then all you're doing is playing basketball until that time. And as long as they're teaching you things, while no, you're that's all that. That's all it is. But I feel like you go to school, they don't teach you anything. No. Like they don't build on like year after year. They don't build you up. They're just doing they just it. Throw you out there. They're just trying to highlight guys. So yeah. then they go to college. Then they can recruit the best players to come play yeah, for their AAU team. So they exactly. can that's worth That's a worthless system. And Kobe. That's the only thing I like about Kobe. He called out. Yeah, he said the whole thing about international guys. Like these guys learn yeah. how to play the game. They don't care about. That's the most important part. Dude, my niece has been playing traveling league since she was first grade. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. She doesn't even know what a pick and roll is. She's never. They've never. <laughs> she's done scared a, to pump fake. She's in. Yeah, <laughs> she's in fifth grade. They've never ran a pick and roll. Like on the ball, like it's like, what are you doing? What are you teaching these kids? Like, mm-hmm. She's in fifth grade. I'm like, this is why Bushnell, these small towns, they don't get, they don't end up at big schools because we don't teach them things until they're in high school. I wonder, like, if you can mandate AAU teams. Here, all right, two days you have to do film study. Like, all you're doing is showing them Fucking good basketball. Yes, you show them good basketball. Like, look at here's what they're doing, and then we're gonna try to run something similar, like, at the next practice. Like, see, I went through my whole career. In Bushnell, we not once did we watch any film mm-hmm. ever. We didn't get one scouting report of an opponent. Right. All we did was go. We'd go to practice. We'd run the same plays we ran day one at practice. Execution. Like I fucking know the plays. Like execution. What What are we gonna do different against these guys? <laughs> we executed. Yeah. Just <laughs> execute these very simple play like. It was so bad, like, the defenders would be waiting at all the spots because we never switched it up. We run a motion <laughs> Three passes before a shot. <laughs> yeah. No. One, one pass, chuck it up. We executed. I don't like you. You couldn't have more than, like, three passes because that's when the play was already over. We only had, like, one motion play where it was continuous. And there was, like... <laughs> Our varsity team had a motion offense, and they'd, like, they would take a minute per possession and like oh, never gosh. get a good shot painful well yeah if you're so slow at passing and dribbling well not even that so they'd work. have their big man up at the top of the key like okay that's gonna be useful like he's not gonna be able to do anything if he's Draymond Green then fine yeah like I mean, we had a, we had a good guy who played at Elmhurst for a little bit but like so he could shoot that shot but it's not part of the offense for him to shoot it so he'd look people would come off and then he'd take like a hard roll like just a hard cut to the basket yeah. that's never open because he's not getting a pick or anything. He's just cutting hard to the basket. Woo, woo, woo. So they they swung it to the wing and kicked it inside, and then he's like, "All right, I'm getting double tuned and kick it back out, and then it would start over again." And he'd roll around and come to the top. Like, all right, well that's useless. It's painful to watch basketball in high school. 
They they need a shot clock, at least for men. Oh yeah, and they need to lower the college shot clock because I'm tired of seeing the thirty seconds. The last two minutes is painful sometimes. Cause thirty seconds, just holding the ball. Thirty seconds, and anyone who goes like, "Yeah, well, they'll stop team basketball." There's more team basketball in the pros now than there is in the college game. And I think they should get rid of the ten second violation, and then lower the shot clock to twenty four seconds. Like and then it's just going to make them get the ball across the court anyway. Yeah, like, if it takes them 10 seconds to get across the court, then they have 14 seconds left to run yeah, offense. just fucking get rid of that rule. That's a dumb rule. I still want to see one NBA team, like, do a full-court press. Just say, oh, God, they get killed. Well, like, that Heat team, like, if one playoff game, they're just like, we're just going to press the entire game. Yeah, if you just did it out of nowhere. Yeah, like not not for a full season because you can't. You no, can't run yeah. It for a if full people season. if people game plan for it, you get crushed. But yeah, it might work in one or just like one quarter. Yeah, just one quarter. Like we're just going to blitz you, and then like if you just did a one quarter game and like and the other team like do we practice against the press when they only do it for twelve minutes a game or yeah, it's hope we can break it most of the time with good ball handlers. If you want to dominate high school basketball. Run a, run the VCU press. Even even Force, college, like, even college basketball. Most teams. Well, most teams. Good. Well, that's why VCU does. They're always good because they just force. How long's Patino been doing it? Can you imagine how many turnovers you'd force in a high school if your kids were in shape and just played like VCU? Okay. Or you just had ten almost athletic kids that you can keep subbing in so they stay kind of fresh. Like every every kid on the floor is frightened of a full court press. No, it's totally true. Like. I love, I love like parents are like you gotta pass out of the press. I was like, well, not always. Sometimes they want you to pass to a certain spot. <laughs> if I'm just passing to a corner, that's what they want. You me just to have do. to make good decisions, right. which you rarely do when the press is on. You're like, oh fuck. <laughs> it's basically like you want to dribble till the defense has to make a decision before you do, and then you can try to make a nice pass. Yeah, and most people like uh, even the guy that has the ball. It's usually not his fault because no. the other guys aren't moving, and you're like, well, I'm just gonna chuck it. <laughs> like, Thanks, guys. <laughs> Fuck you. Here's nothing. Nope, nope. Picked off. All right. So you got a pick for the All-Star game? No one cares. It's going to be the West. Well, I'm going to go East, and I'm going right. to go King James MVP. You don't think Melo's going to uh, try to win in, in his hometown? He's not good enough to win it. LeBron wants it more. Uh, LeBron and Kyrie both want it, so uh, Melo's not getting it. Yeah, if Corver makes it, I would pick him as my outside pick just because he's going to rain down threes. He's going to have like 23s. He's going to score 60 points. I don't know. The only thing is because in the All-Star game, they don't play defense for three quarters. So seriously, if it was like Kyle Corver just open, like he'll just get open shots all day. Just second and third quarter. And he's not worried like Clay and Seth. Like Steph is probably worried about Making a cool pass more than like sinking three. So like if Kyle Corbin well, yeah. starts straight in trades, that's all he wants. Steph's to gonna be in the. I like the forwards more just because, or like the maybe shooting guards because like the point guards end up having to throw lobs and stuff. Right. But Kyrie's not gonna throw any lobs. He's just gonna dunk. He's just gonna shoot. Yeah. No. Steph's got no chance of winning it. I don't think. No. From the West, Harden probably. Yeah. Because he's not. Worried if he's about knocking it. down a shot, he'll. He's not worried about doing that. I hope it's Anthony Davis. He's my new boy. He's he probably wants it more yeah. than a lot of them. 
Uh, so we'll move on to the Rising Stars Challenge to change their format to USA versus uh, World, which I think is more fun than the rookie sophomore bullshit game. Yeah, I think I might actually watch this one. There's mm-hmm. no way I was going to watch the rookie sophomore. No. So the U.S. team is kind of weak comparatively. So it's Zach Levine, Shabazz, Mason Palmy, Trey Burke, MC Dub, Nerlens Noel, oh Oladipo, Alfred Payton, and Cody Zeller. That's an awful team. The world team is Wiggins, Jang, Bojan Bogdanovich, Stephen Adams, Giannis, Exum, Gobert, Muradic, Olinik, and German Rondo and Schrader. Yeah. We're, the world team we're is going to crush them. Dude, that U.S. team. The U.S. team awful. has no shooting. They have nobody who can make a Ola Depot is the only name where I was like, okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Has Michael Cloud or Williams gotten worse? How many games has Noel played in his career? Like four? Has he been playing all year? He's played all year. He's done pretty well. Hmm. Let's see what his stats are. We haven't paid much attention. They, we have two Sixers on the team. Like, holy shit. Well, that's because, you know, they had, like, two back-to-back first overall picks. <laughs> I guess they have all of the young guys. I don't... Wait, is KJ... Yeah, KJ McDaniels wasn't picked for some reason. Dude, the next... At two years from now, probably, like, seven out of 15 will be from the Sixers. <laughs> when they have 100 picks. So, Noel's averaging eight points and... Seven and a half rebounds. Not good. Not bad. It's respectable. First year. Block and a half per game. It's a rookie year. Mm-hmm. On a terrible team, so it's not like you can do anything. Yeah. When your point guard is Michael Carter-Williams. <laughs> um, you know what? He he went through like a stretch where I'm like, yeah, it's my guy. He's going to lead me to a championship, my fantasy. and How'd that go out? How'd that go out for you? <laughs> crashing back down to earth. <laughs> that should be a fun game. I wish the U.S. team was better, but they're not. And Wiggins being in the world because he's Canadian really hurts them. Like, if they had Wiggins, it might, might have shifted a little Wiggins bit. Wiggins, real big F you to the U.S. I mean, the world team can uh, can start a Schrader, Wiggins, um, Schrader, Wiggins, Giannis, Maradic, and Gobert were, like, four of the guys who are at least 6'8". Giannis will have about 12 dunks. Well, there's going to be a lot of dunks. Faux show. And we'll move on to the dunk contest. So they're changing the rules where it's not East versus West, and then there's a winner after the West. <laughs> that was so dumb. <laughs> I, it I, looked like it was going to be awesome, and then it just ended. And we're like, what? Uh, I thought this was the finals. If they, I like the East-West idea. Do that, and then make them compete for the championship. Well, just make it like the playoffs, right? Well, I think they make it like the playoffs. Have an East champion and a West champion, and they go off against each other. I don't know what they're worried about. Are they worried about time constrictions or what? I don't know. So it's going back to the old school where, like, you get a minute per dunk or whatever. and then you... They're going to they'll screw it up somehow. Sure. So it's... Zach Levine, who has crazy hops, and he'll be the Gerald Green, I believe, of this. Oh, so. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we have Giannis! He's going to dunk six basketballs at once. He's just going <laughs> to just gonna flex and keep them all like this and just go one after another. <laughs> he's going to have on his feet where he's juggling with two, three balls in each foot and then dunk the first two and then keep sending them up. He's going to dunk over a Hummer. 
Oh, don't worry, I'll, I'll pull the blake and only jump, jump over the hood, so it's okay. <laughs> Just jump beside it. Yeah. Uh, Mason Plumley. Look out. This is like the tallest Dungannes there is with Plumley and Giannis. It's like two six-ton guys. So and then Plum- Victor Oladipo. Plumley's got no chance. No fan support. No. It's going to be Levine and Oladipo, just because they're the two short guys and they're going to look nicer. Oh, no. you think so? Yeah. I think Giannis is going to have the crowd like eating up his hand. I, I do too, but I don't know if he's got it. If he has some antics to go along with a couple of good dunks, he's going to run away with it. I think. I think he needs to pull a little Dwight Howard and have a sticker. Do the sticker where he can like put it on the top of the backboard and, and dunk. Well, see, I th- he's got better dunks than Howard does. Howard's way more mechanical. Giannis is, he's all over the place, man. He could do some wild stuff. I feel like he can he can dunk from like a foot behind the free throw line. <laughs> Howard probably couldn't even do like it between the legs. He probably can't even get a leg up that high. It'll be interesting. The thing is, I really rarely watch these, and the thing that the event I like the most is we don't have the roster of it yet. Is the skills competition? I was like, oh, there's actual basketball skills like involved in here. I like. That. I think this will be a good slam dunk. I it like the field. Should be all right. It won't be as good as the three point contest. This is probably the st- most stacked three point contest there's been since like Larry Bird. <laughs> so we got Steph Curry and his splash brother Clay Thompson. Splash Bros. Kyle Corver, who's looking for his 50, 50, 90 year, continuing. Can he knock off both Splash Brothers? <laughs> Wes Matthews has the most threes in Blazers history. In one season or for a career? For a career. Wow. And JJ Reddick. If Reddick wins, he was going to be so mad. Hi, I have no personality, but I once went to Duke and everyone hated me. Oh my god, social media will blow up with JJ hate if he wins it. (laughs) Yeah, probably. But I'm hoping it's a Corver-Curry final so we can have a a real shootout. Splash Bro finals. That's what we want. Here's what I really want. I want Curry versus Corver and they both make every single shot. In the in the final round, that won't happen. But no, but how crazy would I? Well, I mean, Clay could do it too. I would like. Hopefully, they have to have a shootout to get to the finals because they all have like twenty five. I want them all to have like twenty seven points. Yeah, like twenty seven. That'd be great. I don't know if they're still doing the. You could put the money balls on any rack, but I like that. Oh, thing. you'd have them all in one rack. They they made that last year. You can put you can order the money balls wherever you want to put them. I think I'd keep them spread out because you can't really predict when you're going to be on fire. Well, I'm guessing they know I shoot threes best from. Oh yeah, the I guess station. you put them all at the top of the key, most guys, or maybe yeah. the short corner. Yeah, maybe the, the, that's the thing. Yeah, I guess you, as long as you can take them off the wing, then everybody would probably do that. Yeah, I, I would probably put so you get five, right? Mm-hmm. It's either two, so you'd probably have two in one of the corners, two in the top, and then one in one of the other corners. Yeah, probably which, whichever side you're not good at. Right. Almost everyone's good from the top of the key. Yeah. So that should be fun. Um, I'm picking Kyle Korver. Oh, I'm going to go... You know what? I'm going to go Clay Thompson. Uh-huh. J.J. Reddick's going to go all Jason Capono on this bit. I think this, feed, this feeds into Clay and Korver, I think, because they're both spot-up shooters. Yeah. Curry's usually on the move. So yeah, this is true. But, you know, like they move their feet a lot when they do this. It, 
here's the thing: you need to watch them actually take shots from the rack because there's some guys who jump high, like even when they're just practicing, yeah, right? And that's gonna like tire them out for the finals. The guys who like barely just jump off. The Curry field. doesn't jump much at all. I don't. I think Corver probably jumps the highest out of all of them. Maybe we'll see. I think he does it during games, probably just because like he's scared to get his shot blocked because he's on an athletic. Clay seems like he'll he'll be pretty laid back. We'll watch Wes Matthews win this somehow. Yeah, probably. He's going to Jason Kidd. Or Redick. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. So that's it for All-Star Weekend. Um, we could talk about the actual games going on. Uh, so so the Bulls beat the Dubs when the Dubs played sloppy and the Bulls played sloppy. Do you want to get a refill first? Yeah, let's pause it up <laughs> and get a refill. All right. Uh, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. We can talk about Bulls dubs now. Uh, sloppy game. I think it was still better than the game we went to see. I agree. Yeah, I, I think so too. Well, especially since it went down to the wire. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, both games sloppy though. You'd expect more out of a big matchup. Like I that. think the Bulls defense actually just bothers the way the Warriors play. I, I don't know why though. I think it just it's is. Like, weird. I, like, I mean, the Bulls are a good defensive team. Well, they are when they have Butler, for sure, but Butler didn't even play. Like, yeah, Butler, no Dunleavy. Kirk Heinrich did a great job with like, Dubs. This could hurt. I mean, this is the one thing, like, especially could hurt a team in the playoffs. Like, when when Kirk's on clay, like, maybe take him to the post once in a while. You got him, right? Stop shooting... They shot a bunch of threes, and they weren't hitting shit. They were 0 for 14 or something for the second half in overtime. Terrible. And, they, and Steph, he had one of those games where he just figured out, he just figured, I'm just going to turn the ball over. Yeah, that, that at the end of the regulation, when I forget who, I think it was someone missed a free throw or just a bad shot. I think Heinrich missed a shot. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, they're up one, uh-huh. and the Bulls could have tied it, right? And But yeah. they missed... He got the ball, got trapped, like, right away, and he just threw it to Derrick Rose. Yeah. Well, A, his team, like we were talking about earlier about a press, everyone just ran away from him. And he picked, oh, him, yeah, he yeah, picked yeah. a dribble up, and he's like, all right, fuck. Well, it was <laughs> good, right. good move by the Bulls. He, was, yeah. he, he didn't know he was probably going to get trapped, and then he no. just kind of freaked out. And... Yeah, and then he had to throw because he picked his dribble up, got deflected to Derrick Rose's one assist for the game, <laughs> to Kirk Heinrich for three. Yeah, as bad as – at least Derrick Rose was – he was aggressive, and he made some big shots. Mm-hmm. But he what he had eleven turnovers. Yep. And I mean Curry didn't come near that mark. I don't think, but he did no. not have a good game. No. Curry just didn't make any shots like Rose. To be fair, neither of them. Rose played. looked like he had a really good game, and you're like, well, shit, he had eleven turnovers. Eleven turnovers, and he still only shot like thirty eight percent from the field. But he's aggressive. He's been aggressive now, so he's still not going. He to needs the hoop. to go to the hoop. He's still though, not going to the hoop. But, being aggressive is not pulling up for three over and over again. He's not. He doesn't seem like he's afraid anymore to like take a shot or do something. No, he's got confidence. Yeah. Confidence is not his issue right now. It's it's shot selection. Yeah, absolutely. He needs to learn how to work off pow. Baby steps, obviously, with Rose. He needs to work. <laughs> he needs to work off pow. He needs to figure out cutting around pow when Paul's got Paul's got the ball at the high post get you easy shots or layups to finish. He's still not finishing around the hoop. It's the other thing. Yeah, but that's, that's a problem. You know, he I don't think that was ever his strong suit, but he's worse now. than. No, he used to finish around the hoop really well. 
he doesn't get to the line enough. I don't know. Well, he never did. I don't. Yeah, so he used to avoid contact. He, he all was the playing time. street ball where like, and then he would miss a bunch of shots. Well, he'd make a bunch too. He, I guess used to, but. he used to. He used to be like one of the best finishing at the rim, and now he's one of the worst and still not getting fouled. You just gotta. You gotta force contact. Sometimes. Jimmy Butler does it. So Derrick Rose is too worried about using his speed to beat everybody. Jimmy Butler does it where he has it. Throw some hazies. Hazies. Throw some hazies in. <laughs> and then uh, we'll like kind of jump into his guy and get contact and get the foul. Like If you can make contact with your shoulder mm-hmm. before you jump, they're yeah. not going to block you. If you don't body somebody up, right. then they're going to stuff like, you. Derrick Rose is strong, so that's why I don't understand. It's like You need to... He basically needs to jump step a half step before he does, and then kind of jump into a guy. Like he's too chaotic, where he's beating his guy, and then he like tries to fake out the big guy instead of beat your guy. Like just beat him by the shoulder and get into there. It, I mean, when you can jump as high as Rose, just make sure you put your body against theirs, and then you're not gonna get blocked. Maybe Anthony Davis will block you because his arms are like seven feet long. Or- yeah, most well, most guys aren't going to block you if you can put your body on him. Yeah, he needs to watch tapes of Harden, and, and you're going to get there. a foul call. Mm-hmm. Harden's a genius. I'm going to teach my I'm going to teach my niece to just flop on every drive. It's not even flopping either. It's like he just he forces contact. He's the same way where he's not super fast, but he he gets just beyond the guy and kind of slows down so that guy's running at full speed because he's getting beat and gets the foul call against him. That's yeah. That's the the art of basketball. Keeping people off pace. It's called old man game. Yeah. Except the super athletes are doing it's it. It's fun now. to watch. Like old man game is he beats you somehow. And you're like, oh fuck, and you have to get back, and then you follow him because he's slow. And he does that thing where, like he'll hold the ball like right under his chin, and then like right when you like reach out for the ball, he like stretches it out and like flings his arms up, <laughs> and you're like, oh fuck. Oh, oh, there you go. I don't, dude. Why don't more people emulate him? Like just do it. Like. He's been doing this every day since he got in the league. I think it's just difficult to do. I think it's just kind of an innate... Lock yourself in the gym and make this a habit where you just, like, do the same kind of thing. Well, that's the thing, like, no coaches... It's tough to teach it, right? I can't imagine it's easy to teach it. Yeah, I think you just have to... You'd have to, like, play some games and just, like, think about it all game long. Yeah. This is what AAU should be doing. Be like, all right, guys, we're going to learn how to get fouled. (laughs) Seriously, this is the kind of stuff I try to... Tell my niece, like, there's certain things in basketball that if you do them, you have an advantage, and Harden's got a huge advantage there. Because it's really different than, like, so for big men, like, you'll see all these tapes of, like, they had those, like, big pads, and they just kind of slap the big men as they go up to, like, finish through traffic. Yeah, tougher them up. But there's no no good way to do it for, here's how, like, I wanted to slap your arms and then still try to kind of shoot or, like, have it here so that I... (laughs) Force you to foul me instead. Yeah, it would t- well, yeah, he'd have to have like incredible timing too, because right. he does it at the right time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the guys who can pickpocket people; like they know exactly when to reach for the ball, like when you're going to go to dribble it. Yeah. I'm terrible at it. I cannot steal yeah. the ball from a point guard. Paris Lee was talking about this. He's like, "Yeah, no, you basically fake a couple times, and then he, then you fake, and he does something that you've seen him do before, so then you can steal it after that." Like what? <laughs> I've never done that. Like, I always just wait for a crossover and hopefully get my hand in there. Yeah, so, I mean, that's what he does. Like, Paris Lee can do it on defense. Harden knows how to do this thing on offense. Yeah. Hopefully more people will take advantage Mm -hmm. of it. 
So the Bulls somehow beat the Dubs, and then everyone's like, oh, the Bulls are back, which I didn't think they were back. It was a terrible game. People are very overreactive. If you everything. walked away from that game and was like, either of these teams are going to win the championship, you were out of your mind. No. Yeah. I agree. This is a fun game. We should be watching this game. Oh, They're showing uh, highlights of Portland, Atlanta. Dame Lillard. Woo! Oh, dude, How's a, that not a foul? He's got a chip on How's that shoulder. not a foul? Uh, I'm going to go with Portland here. It looks like it was close. Yeah. Dame. What's, uh, what's he calling Big, big game Dame or something? Some terrible nickname. <laughs> Jalen Rose has the worst nicknames. <laughs> in he all loves them. Big game Dame! Hey, dude, he commits. He doesn't. He does not go back. Yeah, it's just like him. So people were complaining about. Uh, so he, whenever Zach Lowe comes on, he goes, "Get low," and everyone hates it because it's terrible. It's not well, even sound like. And he and, says it multiple times in the same episode. And like. Zach Lowe looks uncomfortable <laughs> when he does it. He's like, Ugh. "And we're back with Zach Lowe." No. All right, so are we still in the Bulls Warriors? So I got this is what I will say. I was telling you about this earlier, but yeah. Stacy King's dumbass was. The this worst. was pretty. This was before Draymond had missed a bunch of threes. But mm-hmm. he's like, oh, they want them to do that. He can't make a three. He's not a good three point shooter. Which I mean, you do want him to drive, but then he did make like one or two at the end, towards mm-hmm. the end of the game. And he's like, Stacy's like, you just can't leave him open. He's a three-point shooter. I'm like, all right, Stacy, you're, no, I don't, you're all over the place. I don't like our announcement team. Stacy King's good for people are going to think he's good because he has those fun moments when like something big happens. He reacts well to that, like but, he did on the Bulls bench when they did awesome. Yeah, and then sometimes it's it's okay. He does break down some plays from time to time that are that are intelligent. That's rare. I wish they would <laughs> let him do it more. And then Neil Funk is the worst, is the absolute worst. Cause oh, is that the other guy? Yeah, this is the play-by-play guy. Okay. Basically what he does, he picks somebody on the other team he thinks sucks and just talks how they suck the entire game. Like, <laughs> J.R. Smith can get hot, but he's, he's just awful. <laughs> like he'll, he seriously will pick somebody. He's one of those guys. He just can't get off a, a subject. Yeah. He gets on it. And he also, like, if there's two white guys in the court, he will mix their names up. He's messed up. <laughs> Doug McDermott and Nikola Mirotic. I was like, there's six inches of difference. <laughs> one of them has a, a giant beard. <laughs> How do you mix them up? But he does. He just got old man eyes. So, nice. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the Bulls go out and lose to the uh, Lakers team without Swaggy, without Kobe. It's Kobe. This Bulls team. Well, the Lakers are better without Kobe, but. Is, why, is Swaggy hurt, or is he, he still was, benched from not showing up hurt. to play, really? He was hurt. Because he was playing the, he said that, that gif of him on defense when he just kind of like, <laughs> he just like, he stopped looking at his man and just so, kind of like went to the other side of the I court. I think what happened is, so his man kind of did like a fake under and came back a out. A really slow fake under. <laughs> like he just kind of like went, no, no, what happened was, the ball kind of went to the inside, so he kind of just floated inside, and this guy was just standing in the corner, and he's like, I'm just going to stand in the lane. Yeah, then he continu- He went all the way to the other side of the lane and was just standing there. like It was like he was playing, like, when you play 23 or, or 21. Like, he's or like, 21, oh. yeah, he's like waiting for a tip shot. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I, I didn't 
He didn't even make a reaction when the guy drilled the corner three. He, shortly. The, <laughs> the thing was, uh, he should he should have been worried about getting a defense at three seconds call because he was so far away from this guy just standing. <laughs> oh yeah, how wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Maybe I, that's what he's trying to do. He's like, I can't get back to my man, but I'll get a three second call on me. Right we'll now. give up one point. Worth it. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah, so the Bulls lose to... They let Hassan Whiteside get a triple-double with blocks, points, and rebounds. Twelve blocks. <laughs> I didn't watch that game. Who was getting blocked? Everybody. The whole Bulls team? <laughs> yeah. A lot of Aaron Brooks going to the lane and throwing shit up right into Hassan Whiteside's hands. The Missouri Valley guy would have... He would have had a cow if he was commentating that game. These are championship players. You gotta body contact him. How'd you like the Northern Iowa? <laughs> he got yeah, they had the Northern Iowa ISU game. Yeah, what's his name? Do you know his name? Yeah, I forget his name. He is awesome. <laughs> There's not a better announcer than he should be in the NBA. He 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 gets into it. Or they should team him up with. They should make a three-person panel on CBS uh-huh. and team him with up with Rafferty. Rafferty. <laughs> Onions. Hey, Dude, there's a well, we're in New Orleans and we're like sitting in the hotel room getting ready to go watch the games and something happens and we were just telling everybody about Raftery and and all of a sudden he's like doesn't he, he doesn't say one word I'm like what just happened? <laughs> we almost did something. Speaking of announcers, well, this great clip is from the Denver announced team. Then there's dunks, and we highlight too many dunks too often. In my opinion, that was man size right there. One more look. That was a man size stinker. (laughs) So people were trying to make the thing that he didn't make that noise with his mouth. That was that was that was. at him actually fighting from excitement. I was like, no. Did he get up and turn around and put his ass cheeks right into the mic? That was him doing a raspberry on his, uh, his, his partner. <laughs> He's like, oh, God. Oh. Sorry. Sorry, that was my bad. Oh, that was no good. Can you pull up onions real quick? Onions, baby, onions. Yes, I can. Double order. That's what I do. I look forward to the NCAA tournament just for Raftery. Well, he does normal uh, games too, right? Does he? Oh, I guess, yeah, they don't play very many on CBS though, right? Like, yeah. It's usually on like a weekend does occasionally. He does too many SEC games, which you don't want to watch. Oh, God, terrible basketball. <laughs> this is Sienna versus Ohio State. Out of free throws. 9.1. Got to get... Hasbrook heads to the right corner. The jumper from Moore. Oh, yes! Wow! Two to go. Here's Diebler. Pump fake. At the buzzer. Oh! How good is it? How good is it? First overtime. Letting them play. Douglas. Seven seconds to go. Three-pointer. Double order! <laughs> <laughs> I can't! Double order! 
How do you know? I don't know how the, uh, his partner keeps from laughing when he goes off. The little guy knocking him down big time. Yeah, he's the best, man. I watch every game he, he announces. I want Bill Rafferty to be with Gus Johnson. That's what I need in my Dude, life. can we follow him on Twitter? What's he, what does Rafferty put on Twitter? Let's go. Almost picks it up, fade away. Oh, here we go. This, this will be a better one. I didn't want any background music. This is a great one. Arizona patient. No timeouts. No one said Arizona patient with more activity. I think Isaiah Thompson is in this game. Shot clock turn. Who's the guy talking right now? Right? This is Gus Johnson. Oh, it's Gus. do it himself. Thomas, shake, crossover, step back. At the buzzer, Young, safe, and Washington wins. Shot clock turned off, folks. <laughs> game clock. Gus is awesome. At 25, yeah. they're on their feet. Here, Hancock! Oh! oh! He had it for three! 59-57! Wyatt! I think that's a lot No timeouts for Villanova. Wyatt drives to the bucket! <laughs> no! Pearson! Rebound! So, so Gus Johnson, can they, they team Gus Johnson? We'll hold on! Uh, Gus Johnson's on box now, so they're going to be the Mason up 59-57. That's what I'm saying. They're both awesome. They might step on each other, though. Well, Gus does it. He does a good play-by-play because he's excited and angry when he plays And then he stops and he's like, after he goes, I get it! They're just yelling over each other. Holloway, 11 to go. Holloway kicks it out. I Crawford, thought Holloway eight. was going to be a guy. Crawford's got to hurry. Oh, oh no. He's tied it. Clemente. Clemente fires. Oh. <laughs> I thought both those guys, I thought yeah, uh, those Crawford are... and Holloway were going to be like big in the NBA. Like, Oh, they're going to die. They both them. Um, they, they're awesome. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about any college basketball since we just went into it? Uh, did you lost to Notre Dame? Are you glad you didn't go to the game now? <laughs> well, the last year I had tickets to it, uh-huh. and then my buddy got married, and so I sold them to a buddy. Mm-hmm. They lost that one by like four. This one was during the week, so I was like, ah, oh, what's going? But mm-hmm. it was actually a good game. Notre Dame wasn't as good last year. It wasn't they weren't yeah. as respectable? Yep, but. I actually I forgot about the game, so I didn't get. I only watched the last five minutes. That was on Wednesday, and it right? might have been the best game of the year for for Duke. But they played good, though. I mean, they fought hard, from what I saw. I watched the highlights. Well, this is a this is a really early in the season. You're like Duke's number one. Duke's unstoppable. And Everybody now, was like that. And then now, they now looked you've, unstoppable. You've changed. You've changed. Yeah, that's all I was saying. You've changed. They look when they beat Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. They looked like. Especially for a team that with three rookie starters, 
and the rookies basically carried the load in Wisconsin. You're like, we call them freshmen in college. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like if you when you watch that game, I'm pretty sure all of the country that knows anything about basketball is like, wow, this team's they can compete with Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And then something happened. And this is what I mean. Listen, like Rashid Suleiman had no no big part in that victory. Okay. Well, he's got. <laughs> and and it sounds like the worst part about him was practices. Yeah. And so for about four weeks, they had one game and probably like 28 practices. Mm-hmm. And that's when the slump started. Like, it's been bad news ever since the Wisconsin game. They've been playing like shit. So you're saying he's a real Josh Smith? No, I'm going to compare him to... No, not Josh Smith, because he's actually got a lot of talent. I'm going to compare him to Percy Harvin. Like, something hasn't been right. Something wasn't right in Seattle. They they unloaded the talent. They're like, it's not worth the risk or yeah. what's going on. So, th- I mean, maybe this helps Duke. I don't know. If he's like if he's causing problems and you have t- four freshmen yeah. and he's causing a bunch of problems, like mm-hmm. arguing about playing time, like maybe that's playing with the freshman's head. I don't know. I think this, this could go either way. If this, we'll know tomorrow because they play Virginia. So can he go like to the MBDL right now? Probably. When, isn't that what you would do if you were him? I don't know. I think like Calipari would probably pick him up. He's an idiot. But he can't. And he only wants talent. Well, next year he can. He'll be. I know, but I feel like you should go to the MEDL or Europe now. Who's going to pick Because he's a junior, well, right? Yes, he could get picked. He, no, he's a junior, yeah. He's got one so year. So he has to sit out a year before he goes to another college. Right. Well, he's just got to sit out the rest of this year. I mean, we're years halfway over. No, no, so you have to, a whole calendar year. No, no, not anymore. It's I different. It, I thought it was like two semesters no matter what. I think in this situation, it depends on the, get, there's like a review board now. Mm-hmm. Some people get approved, some Let me put don't. This way. I wouldn't trust the NCAA oh, I don't either. to make me Well, he would know. I think they would. A Subway sandwich. They'll tell him right away. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> But I think they would review it right away and then tell him if he's eligible next year or something. It probably has something to do with the circumstances and why you were gone. I would just go to the NBADL for now and be like, we're going to we're gonna play in the NBADL. NBA teams can he go us. there? I don't know. If he probably can't go there and come back, though, right? Or, no. or is that only but the draft? What, what does it matter at this point? I don't know if he's going to make the NBA. He might as well just continue his career. I'm saying even if you're in the NBADL, there's European scouts and you'll get taken to Europe somewhere. Unless you want well, to. Well, I don't know. Like, all right, let's, well, let's just talk about this real quick. So he has a scholarship most, for the rest of the More importantly right? than his basketball is what's going on upstairs. Like, mm-hmm. I think he needs to work on that first. So D-League is probably not good for him. I think he needs probably family. Well, he might need a real-life job and say you actually have to work. You can't just fucking NCAA around. basketball or any NCAA sport is a job. Pretty much, like, uh-huh. he's not well, getting paid. No, but, but it's a he job. doesn't have to worry about housing or anything like that. Like, I think he needs some support because right? he still he still has a scholarship now. They can't take the scholarship. I don't away. know what's going on. I like nobody really knows what happened. Yeah, he's got the scholarship through this year because that's just how it works. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's there. So he probably won't be on the bench though. Like, no, no, the other guy he's is gone. That, right, that's transferring out. He's still on the bench, but. Yeah, I think he's probably off the team completely. Cut. I don't know how you react as a teammate to that. Like, 
I mean, dude, if if he was causing tons of problems, like Percy, because the Seahawks, you could tell they just like they were a different team, like immediately. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, it's, it's still like it's still weird, though, right? Like, was he in the face of these freshmen, like? But it's not their fault. He's going to Julia like you fucking suck, Oak Fort. Or like oh. maybe like like Winslow. Like I don't think he's gonna mess with Jalil. He's a big dude. Like, <laughs> Winslow's bigger than him too. But maybe yeah. or maybe Tyus Jones. He's a little guy, point guard. Maybe he's causing problems. Like I don't know. This means I think tomorrow we'll learn a lot about Duke. Like if they come out and compete against Virginia and make it a close game, then I think Duke's onto something. If they get blown out by thirty-five, then what do you think, Duke? It's gonna be bad. What do you think? What is a successful season from now on of ranking in the tournament for Duke? Three seed? Three seed. I think right now they're probably a two seed still, is still? my guess. I think so. The The Wisconsin win was is still the best win of all any team all season. Like, so I think right now, like, Notre Dame's probably still a three seed. Do you think they should be seeded higher than Notre Dame? No, Notre Dame beat Duke at home. Mm hmm. Oh, I'm just saying. Duke went to Wisconsin, one of probably a top five place to play in the NCAA, top five hardest place. Mm-hmm. And that's a veteran team up there. That's not a, that's not Unders- a freshman understood, team. but they're not the same team now. It doesn't seem like no, they're not. But but the way the rankings go, they take in the full. It's not like the new football playoff format where you they just make up their own mind. This like the RPI the way it works. It goes on mm-hmm. full season. Mm-hmm. So they're still a two seed, I think. It'd be like two, three borderline right now. I think like a successful season is a one seed because I, I think if they win the ACC tournament, they're we're one saying seed. from now. So you think they can win the ACC tournament? I don't know if they can. I think they can. They have three of the, of the best freshmen in the country. That means they have to probably be two of Virginia, Notre Dame, and Louisville, right? They'll be Louisville's not. They well, they're good, but they can't be. But I'm just saying they have to. They be can't two score two of those, right? Virginia can score, but they let teams hang around because they play so slow. Mm-hmm. So Duke could knock off Virginia twice. They play them at their place, then they could play them. I'm in just the talking about tournament. the tournament. In the tournament, they'll have to beat two of those three teams. Oh yeah, they can, I think they can. They dude. the The team wasn't built around Rashid Solomon for one. No, no, I know that key role player. I'm just talking about how they've been playing. The three star. Well, they're freshmen, and something's been going. I don't know what's been going. on. But they've been clearly they've been different since Wisconsin. I'm not gonna give it like I'm the bit like people think I'm a homer on everything, but I'm a big critic of Duke basketball, and I've always been a big critic of LeBron. But but I support like I support them when they deserve to be supported. But they they have not Duke has not played well. So here here's all I'm saying. So Virginia seven and zero. Notre Dame's eight and one. They can't win the regular season. That's what we're asking. Right, they're so out of that. So they're going to be in the like, we'll say fourth, fourth or fifth. I would say because right now they're two, four. I would say fourth is probably the highest six. they can get. Yeah. yeah. So they're one, unless they win tomorrow, then then it, things change. A they're a game behind Louisville right now. If they lose tomorrow, fourth the highest they could finish. I think in the ACC. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like they'll be they'll be in a spot where they have to be a lot of good teams to win the tournament. Yeah, and I think they could. Like the ceiling, I would put the ceiling still as high as any team in the country, just because of Jaleel. Justice has been playing awful. If he gets anywhere close to where he played at at the beginning of the season, this is they're going to be a tough out. 
Because when you have a big man that can score mm-hmm. and shoot 65%, you're going to yeah. do pretty well in the tournament. There's not that many teams that can match up against that. So do you like uh, the way they're playing better now, or do you not like the way they're playing? Is it still yeah. too much four touches? Too many? It's, it's better. It's more balanced now. They're still not clicking. Winslow can't make shot saves a lot. He's shooting worse than Rondo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're saying his free throws are worse than his three-point percentage? <laughs> so get this. Duke has they have a 95% free throw shooter and a 91%. Mm-hmm. And they're shooting like 71% on the year as a team. The weird thing, like all these guys who are really good free throw shooters, like rarely go to the line. Yeah, they don't go to the line. <laughs> so if Duke's affect. winning at the end of the game, then it's the almost line. locked up. <laughs> but if we, the problem is like the Notre Dame game, game, we probably would have won. I don't know if you've watched any of the highlights or saw. I just other. saw the very end of the game. So it looked like Notre during Dame during Grant trip. got lucky as fuck on two plays. He got he he got stripped by. It would have been a breakaway layup. Mm-hmm. For the win, basically, by Tyus Jones. He got stripped. It hit his foot, though. Bounced the other way. And then he grabbed the ball and just threw it up and it went in from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. That gave them a one-point lead. But if Tyus Jones would have got a strip and it led to a layup, the game was probably over. So here's my question. I Before I ask you your top three favorite Duke players, or the best, I forget what it was. What were you talking about? I get. I asked you for your top three Duke players earlier in the year before the conference started. Oh, okay. And I said, well, who Winslow. are your top three now? So let me try to remember what I probably said. I probably said Winslow. I think you said Winslow. Winslow was number one for sure. I had like a huge man crush on. Yeah, him. you had Winslow number one, Oak four number two, and I think it was. Uh, it might have been Suleiman number three. <laughs> probably could have been. Yeah, I, I mean, I still like the kid, but yeah. But I, think I love Percy too, but obviously Percy did some. I mean, I've been calling Percy the MVP of the league for four years, but obviously he did something that was bad enough to get shipped out of town. Who's Percy? I don't know. Who that is. <laughs> oh, Percy Harvin. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, Percy. Yeah, you have a crazy man crush. I was like, you can't say that in the field, and no one seems to like him. Nobody's unstoppable. <laughs> he was with the Vikings. He was just incredible. But he had he had he a good has eight crazy, games. He has <laughs> crazy issues apparently. Oh. All right, so. Who's top three now? Um, I'm gonna. God, this is tough. I had to go. Oak, well, I like Oak Four, but let, yeah. me, let me just put the. Here's me, your issue. Let me tell you the. Your key, issue is not with Oak Four himself. It's how they use Oak Four. The key player. Let me just tell you the, the three. I'll give you the three most important players. Okay. For Duke to turn this year around. Number one is Tyus Jones, in in. Because point guards, it's still the most important position on the floor. If in, in college basketball, point guards is the number one position. And I think Coach K is learning that we cannot turn Okafor into the point guard because it's killing us. Mm-hmm. He can't make free throws, and that's where he ends up. He's at half 56% the time. right now. So Tyus Jones is the, if Tyus Jones can get easy layups and get easy baskets for other people, then mm. Okafor is number two because we still have to play through Okafor, just not. Every fucking time down the floor. He's still the best player in the country, really. And Winslow, the number three, he has to step up or they're not going to the Final Four. Why hate on Quinn Cook? Quinn's who he is. He's like, he's a glue guy, but... He's the second, he's the second highest points per game for the team. 
He yeah he is, and I know what he's going to give us though. But he's not as important because he's our, he's been steady all year. Like he's not like whatever he does the rest of the year is not going to change what Duke does. Winslow's got to step out of his fucking shell. What do you think Winslow's three point percentage is for the year? It's you know what it started out at about forty two percent. That was that was about three weeks ago, and now it's probably down to like twenty five. Thirty seven percent still. Is it still? That's how hot he was early on. Like he's been terrible the last five games. Let's go to this game. Four or five games. Anything good? Yeah, he's shooting thirty three percent. Quinn Cook is just under forty. The best on the team is uh, Suleiman. <laughs> what is Suleiman? And Winslow, I mean, Winslow's really the only guy who can guard one-on-one and keep a guy in front of him. Quinn Cook and Tyus Jones, they can't keep a guy in front of them to save their life. So Winslow had a really good game against Notre Dame. He was 3 for 4 from 3. So that boosted it. He hasn't like, really been taking that many. He was 0 for 1, 2 for 4, 0 for 2, 0 for 2. No, he's really been nervous because he's been playing like dog shoot. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't taken a lot of shots. The three that's the, the that's the scary thing. The three freshmen are the keys. They all have to step up big. Oh, that's how, that's just and how, you know what, I mean. That's I'm, how it is in the NCAA now, though. In California, I mean, I, I underrated his job because you're seeing the growing pay. Because Duke's done this for this is basically the first time they've had all freshmen, right? And it has not been fun. Well, when was the other times? When they were bad with Austin Rivers, they had to rely on a freshman, and that wasn't good for them. Well, we've had to, well, we've done this in the past where we have one, but yeah, when your top three players mm-hmm. are freshmen, that's tough. So you're saying Calipari isn't a terrible coach? But I will say this: I do think Duke has shown like the, the victory at Wisconsin. I think that's the best any team in the nation has played all year. So I, they still have a high ceiling, not as high with without Suleiman because that that really hurt. I mean, he's basically a guy who can come off the bench and. Make big shots. He really must have been awful mm-hmm. for them to do this. So, what's your what's your top? Do you have a top three right now in general for? The, it's Virginia number one, right? It's got to be. Uh, I'm going to go Kentucky, Virginia tied still. Okay. I don't want to disrespect Kentucky too much because they're still undefeated. Mm-hmm. Number three. Oh God! In I the rankings, know. it's Gonzaga, but I I watched no. them actually, and I was like, I don't love them. They're not going to make it. There's no way. I don't love them. Uh, you know what? I'll go Kansas. You know, I'm going to go Kansas. I still like Kansas. They're they got mopped up. Kansas is 16 and three, and you're saying they're the third best team in the nation. That's a yeah. That's a tough conference though that they're in. That's top to bottom. That's the the hardest conference in the league. Okay. And you, so you think they're better than Wisconsin? Wisconsin's close. You know, the third, I, you know, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of, three, I, three through ten's pretty close to you, pretty much. If I was going to, like, if I had $500 to throw down on a team to win that wasn't Virginia or Here's where Kentucky, can, I'm throwing it on Duke. You can cut it, you can cut Wisconsin out because they lost to Rutgers. <laughs> That's why I right? cut them out. I had them all the way up until that loss against the Rutgers. And so, Notre Dame's only bad losses to Providence... Notre Dame's good. They're respectful. And they lost to Virginia by six, and they've beaten everybody else. They're good, yeah. That's why I like where Duke's headed, because they, they played them tough. And Kansas lost to Iowa State, which is fine, at Iowa State. They lost at Temple by 25 points, which is weird. Who's that? Kansas. Oh, well, that's not good. That's not good. When was that? That was December 22nd, right before Christmas. Oh, okay. 
And they lost it. They got crushed by Kentucky. Yeah. Crushed. Yeah, absolutely bad. So that, they didn't. Nobody. I mean, when after that game, everyone mm-hmm. thought Kentucky was going to beat everybody by like seventy-five points the rest of the year. So he, Kentucky has played three ranked opponents. One, two, three. Yeah, three ranked opponents, and they won't probably face another ranked opponent all year. I hope they don't lose. They're going to be undefeated. I'm going to the Final Four, so I want them to be undefeated because I want to see history made, either them getting beat in the championship or winning the championship. (laughs) And I hope it's Duke because I'd probably die. I hope it's Illinois State. (laughs) (laughs) Unless unless it's a 1-9 matchup and Illinois State beats them in the second round, then I'll, I'll live with that. I'll live with that. ISU to the final four. <laughs> but the way ISU closes out ball games, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we don't need to worry about that. Yeah, we could talk about that real quick. <laughs> oh, man. That you and I game. Did you watch the whole thing? Or just yeah, the whole game. Watch the whole game. They were playing pretty well. You and I goes to the, goes to the zone, and they're just like, what's a zone? <laughs> yeah, they were killing them, and they went to zone. So you and I probably played zone three times ever when I've ever seen them. And one of them was when they, like, ISU was playing you and, you and I one year, and they fouled out both their centers and a power forward, and so they went to the zone because they only had a guy who was 6'5". So, A, that's good because they were playing. They outplayed you and I at their game, forcing them to change. Bad because they saw a 3-2 zone and said, let's throw it at... <laughs> I don't understand. They were throwing it into the post and then trying to kick it out through the top guy at the three, on 3-2. Three so. Yeah, I don't know what they were doing. Nobody was moving at all, it yeah. seemed like. So Paris Lee was in foul trouble with four fouls or whatever, right? Yeah, he can stretch the floor a little bit. He was on fire that day. Well, not even stretching the floor. but so he Well, was, he can handle he was, the ball. So they switched to 3-2 zone. He wasn't in the game. Muller brought him back in the game. And then they broke down the zone like three times in a row because he was able to get inside. Yeah, I think you texted me like, God, we need Lee. They brought him in, and he just he started crushing the zone. Like, we got three open shots missing them, but like it was like, oh, hey, look, we're getting open shots when somebody yeah. actually Yeah, he got, he got wide open shots. Yeah, you're right. You called it, and they brought him back in finally. Like, and it didn't, it didn't matter. And they, they just can't, can't close, close out games. games. They just can't close them out. It's, it's tough. They got losers mentality, and that's hard to get rid of once you've been there for so long. I don't know how. I felt so good. They missed that shit. That three after the press, and so you hated the press call. And I understand that. I understand the logic. I hated it because well, your idea. Well, the basketball's changed in my book because yeah. teams don't just automatically take the layup you're trying to give them because uh-huh. you it's were true. you were saying like. Well, the worst you're going to give up in a press is usually a layup because you're just going to they're well, going to break it. They're going to hit. They're going to get a basket. Yeah, and that would then it'd still be tied, right? And, and what are they the worst gonna, case, or they hit the three or whatever, and you're down, but you have the ball with you have the last shot. But if they break it, and if they made the layup, then still we're fine. If the layup would be the layup would have been tied or whatever, and the three pointer. The teams been. don't just take the layup anymore. They kicked it out for a wide open shot. I mean, they crushed the press. Like it, they didn't even phase them. Yes, at all. that's the that, the bad part is the press did not work at all. So like, I just don't like it because it's so it's such a risky call. Mm-hmm. It's either going to be tied, and in this case, the dude was just wide open. Mm-hmm. 
I thought it was a terrible call on his part. So they missed it, and we get the rebound. Yeah. And we get our... Dyshawn Knight's an 86% free throw shooter to the line. This is the front end of the 101. God, how terrible. He doesn't even make one of those. And he's pretty clutch. I mean, what? He has. Like, there's been other games I've watched where we get him, he gets to the line and he makes the last two. And it sucks. Like, that was... If we won that game, won the game against Wichita, and somehow stole a game at UMNI, and we're close to an at-large. You get to the finals of the MVC, MVC tournament, and it could be an at-large. Yeah. Because that means you beat UNI or Wichita to get there. At this point, every rating system has them around 80, 82, 85. Yeah. And if they won that game and beat Wichita, then they'd be up Oh, they'd be 30. high. VCU's high as hell. We should be that. So I think we're like, all of our wins have been by at least six points, and all of our losses have been within four points, or something like that. It has been like two max blowouts. We lost one by like double digits, right? No. And then the rest of them have been... I don't think we lost anything by double digits. I think there was one earlier let me, on. Let me look up the schedule. Because I was... I, th- I think, yeah, every game's been, like, there's a bunch of them that are, like, two to four points or something, but I think one was, like, 12 or something. I'll look it up. All right, so we lost to Utah State by five, which was the big bad. Yeah, that's not a good loss. We lost to Seton Hall by four. That's a good loss. Mm-hmm. We lost to VCU by four. Which... <laughs> it's an awesome loss. <laughs> <laughs> we lost to Murray's death. We lost at Murray State by twelve. Okay, that's what I was thinking. That was the only one that was like that was the only big loss. We lost at Wichita State by eight when it was really closer than that. The the key looking at like every time, well, we beat Old Dominion, but every other time we had a chance to knock get a good win. Well, beat Old Dominion by nineteen points. We probably would have lost if it was a four point game. Yes, it's frustrating. Even the Bradley game, we were up by ten points the whole time. Like. I was worried we were keeping them in the game too close the whole time. I was too. Nobody, well, yeah. luckily the fans were into the game, or else they probably would have lost. I'm excited to go to the Wichita game. I, I am too. I, I still win. think we could pull off a win. Because if, if we can get Wichita down by 10 and hold a 10-point lead, then we got a shot. Yeah. I don't well, want to... Here's the thing. You want to be, you want to be three to try to avoid Wichita, because I think we still have a better matchup with you and I. Yeah, you just want to get... Yeah, we do. You and I is not that good. Yeah, you don't want to be four. Four, you get to play Wichita. If you three, you get to play... We easily... You and I. Could have won that game. We were... Before they we went zone, we were crushing. We were up 12, and we were running away with it. We could beat them by 20. Uh-huh. We just got to watch out for that gimmicky zone bullshit. But this it wasn't what, even gimmicky. It was just a zone. This is we, what happened to Duke last year. We were crushing people... And then all of a sudden people were like, oh shit, Jabari's killing us. They went zone the rest of the year. And so I don't feel so bad. For, like I'll give Mueller a break because this happened to Coach K, the guy known as the best college coach ever. Mm-hmm. He They did this for three months straight, and Coach K could not break the zone. If you don't have the guys, you don't have the guys. We don't have great shooters. We have yeah. guys who can get to the lane and get fouled. And you need a guy, you need at least one guy that makes great decisions. To break the zone. And we only have one guy who yeah. can do it. Whenever he's gone. And it's usually not good if it's your point. Because usually you need a guy that can get to the free throw line and make awesome decisions. But Yeah. 
We don't have we don't have a guy who can get the ball. We can hang around though. We're kind of like a poor man's like Virginia. We just can't score offensively as e- oh. like efficiently. But we got a good defense like Virginia. Mm-hmm. We don't allow a bunch of points. We just can't score in the clutch. The thing is, next year I think next year is the year. I know everyone says that, but Reggie. So we lose Dyshawn Knight, Deshawn, and John Jones. And one other guy. I forget who else. So Reggie's a junior. Well, you can bet. He's a sophomore this year. He'll be a junior next year. Paris Lee will be a junior next year. And then uh, and then our Juco so, guys, Dap, will be, a, will be a senior. And then uh, Michael McIntosh will be a sophomore. And Teddy will be a sophomore. Maybe Reggie will be a senior in a couple years. Mm-hmm, two years, yeah. Maybe we can get a transfer. Somebody, hey, I like I like semi semi Ojale. Come on, man, Duke let you go. We got a fight. hot spot. We got a hot spot. We got we got some good recruits coming in too. We got a three star coming in from Florida. Keyshawn Evans is a point guard, so I think tell Reggie to start recruiting. Tweet him after the pod. <laughs> we need to fight semi over here. Ready, ready. Semi can jump out of the building. We tried to get. Uh, the guy who transferred from Penn State, he ended up going to Drake. Let's go after Sammy, dude. He's fucking golden. <laughs> did, did you ever see the video of him shutting down practice mm-hmm. one time? <laughs> so wait, he's gone from Duke too? Yeah, that happened like three weeks into the season. Why? Because he wasn't going to play? Yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, you never know who's going to be recruited. And he wasn't getting them. I mean, he's dude, he set the... The state record in Kansas for points scored ever, like mm-hmm. in high school. Great talent. He, I mean, he just wasn't as good as the rest of the guys. Uh-huh. All right, so we're, we're going to move on to the uh, hodgepodge part of the podcast. We don't need to talk about Kyrie. Kyrie got 55 points. No. You sent me a Facebook post saying uh, <laughs> that uh, haters haters going to hate. No, I was say no. I agree. I was like, I sent it to you just because you're always hating on him. Yeah, and I like the the picture was him with his uh, finger on his mouth, like shh. Yeah. That's why I said it. It was a fun. It was a fun. It was a, yeah, it's funny picture. Great screens and uh, just happy we got the win. That's you know, that's Kyrie. the only thing that really matters, and we continue our streak and um, we're going to the next game on Friday against a uh, good team, uh, good Kings team. That, that final play was your call. If, it, if the three was there, you take it. If not, you drive. That was basically. Your... I was. It was a call we made as a team. Yeah, I scored. Yes. You know, every call that we make, <laughs> just combined them. And, yeah. <laughs> Jr. was basically like, oh, was it your call? And he's like shaking his head, shaking his head. He's like, it's a call we made to this team. Staff straight up turns and looks at Kyrie. Like, what? <laughs> what are you talking what about? What are you talking about? It wasn't a team thing. If it was a team thing, I'd be like, give me the ball to me. I'm Jr. Osman. Go make well, that's good. I mean, Jr. I mean, Jr.'s made a living out of making his own calls on everything. So <laughs> he deserves it. That's all he was saying. Uh, but he was. I mean, Kyrie was on fire, so I don't blame him. Yeah. He shot 19 threes that game. Yeah, he shot under 50%, yeah. so No, well, he shot 11 and 19 from three. So that's, yeah, over 50% there, but he shot yeah. under yeah. 19 is a lot of, a lot of threes. Oh, it is, but if you're if you're making over 50%. Derek Rose says that's a lot of shots from three. <laughs> I say, yeah, Derek Rose will never make that many yeah. if he shoots 19. But Curry is definitely a better shooter than Derek Rose. Oh, yeah, uh, that's not a question. I think Corver should shoot more. 
because he's shooting such a high percentage. He should shoot more. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Kyrie's not going to have You know why he doesn't? He's, Kyrie's kind of like JR. Because Kyle Clover plays with him in the offense. So oh, no. He'll never do it. You should break the offense every once in a while. If you're shooting 60%, <laughs> fucking break the offense. No, but they're playing so well, so like, why change it? It's but, all about the wins. It's all about the dunks. I know, but it's like... It's really all about high how how high can you take the ceiling? Because even as well as they're playing, they're still underdogs to the Dubs. The like. thing is, he doesn't take bad shots, so like he, he'll shoot it when he's open. He'll, he'll he should, it. yeah. He'll I mean, pass it when they double or crush. He's always been a good shooter. He gets a lot of good shots in the system. Mm-hmm. He took a lot of bad shots for the Bulls. Cause no, because Buddy just asked me the other day. He came. He used to come off these dumbass. I mean, they weren't dumb picks, no, no. but he was—he always shot Here's the fadeaways thing. and like. Let's have him come up a, a, a horns play, like everyone's a horns play, right? Like you do a down pick and you come up right around. It's called a horns play because yeah. the Bulls originated with it, and you come come to the Bulls. Yeah, I know what you're talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But let's have the best three point shooter we have come to 18 feet and catch the ball and decide to shoot or pass. Not. Get him to the three-point line. Well, he still took a lot of... Because I watched all the Bulls Miami games, and he took... Because he was like... There were like a, there was maybe one year, right, where they overlapped or two. Yeah. And he, he used to come off... Well, the problem was he'd come off tons of picks, but he's not that quick. No. They would set up... And they so would he, set up Ray Allen plays for Kyle Corver. Kyle Corver's yeah, not Ray exactly. Allen. Yeah, he's not Ray Allen. He doesn't shoot like Ray Allen. He's not... He's got a nice release. He doesn't have the quick release that Ray Allen has. Yeah. He can't do the same thing. So he had to, he had to, it looked like he was rushing his shot a Which bunch. he was doing. He, yeah. was, he was rushing. So, that's what, so we're saying the same thing. Okay. Yeah. And with no, the I'm Hawks. the sets that yeah. Tibbs ran for him were not for Kyle Clover. They're for oh, Ray yeah. Allen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw exactly. a good shooter. So we're in agreement, yeah. I had a good shooter who did this, so I have another good shooter. It's not one to one. He gets Danny Green looks now. Yes. Which is like, okay. I'm way better than Danny Green, so I'm going to fucking destroy the league. Exactly. Danny Green's been destroying the league for the last five years, and he sucks. Like, yes. Keep running. Keep running. Jesus Christ, dude. Right before we started, like, they were running for a good three minutes. Like, I don't know what they're doing up there. Dude, I've been getting angry at them, though, man. Do you got a broom? Can we... Can we no, I've learned... I've, dude, there's, there's a certain spot on the wall where if you hit it, it's loud as fuck. <laughs> I know where I know where to hit it. It's like a fucking bass drum, dude. Uh, I got it. I, uh, I was like blaring Tupac for about a week straight. Um, we'll move on. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin says, "I like what I'm seeing out of Austin Rivers." <laughs> oh, fuck. Here, wait. Here, wait. Go. Play the play the workaholics dog because I feel like that's the la- that's the laugh we need right now. I hope they bought it, considering you punched me in my nose. I feel like it's broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. It's just never really liked you, so I had a shot and I took it. You know. No, that's totally for real. <laughs> Yeah, right. Deli meat here doesn't freaking love me. Right. Sure. Shut up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you the exact quote. I just love his aggression on offense (laughs) and his willingness to attack the basket, Griffin said. And defensively, on the ball, 
Well, He's a dog on the ball. It's tough to get around him. He's guarding multiple guys very, very closely and very yeah. tough. He's fucking begging for treats, and he gets blown by. He's been huge for us, and you've got to think he still doesn't have his rhythm with our team. <laughs> How much of the under the table bonus is Doc giving him for these comments? Those are all extremely promising things, and I expect more out of him. Oh my god! <laughs> if I'm a GM and I'm reading this, I'm cutting Blake right now. I'm like, all right, this guy's got his head in the wrong place. <laughs> Let's never hire Blake as a GM, please. Thank you. No, sorry. Here's the deal. Blake obviously doesn't watch basketball outside of the own game that he plays. Uh, Austin Rivers has always shown an incredible ability to get to the rim. It's like uncanny. Can he finish at the rim? Cannot finish at the rim. <laughs> but the, the, the thing that's worse than that, though, yeah. is the fact that he's never passed the ball at the rim. I don't have a... Teammates, <laughs> him, him and Jr. Are like at the same level. He's like, uh, I've never thought about that before. I disagree. <laughs> uh, that's that's ridiculous. He's obviously doing that because Doc's probably like Doc's probably well. Here's he's the thing. probably Doc's he, counselor right now. What happens is you can't you can't like if someone asks you how do you think what do you think about Austin Rivers? It's not gonna be like he sucks. I wish Coach never brought him here. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you fucked his mom doesn't mean you need to bring him here. <laughs> the, the appropriate thing to say is, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Y'all know why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, don't <laughs> I really, I really like Rivers because he executed. Just executed. We executed the offense. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, and uh, so uh, that's that was my special prize for you because I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that Austin Rivers thing. You're like, what about it now? I was like, it's good. <laughs> I thought for sure it was something you fucked up on. But no, no, it's, that's better. That's better. That's it's better. better. <laughs> <laughs> Very promising future. Hawks won 105.99. Ah, damn it! They're unstoppable. Big game, dame. So here we go. Uh, we're gonna try to come up with more just segments so we can have regular segments. Uh, this one's called, I don't know, Wes Guessum. I have a special stat, and I'm going to have Wes guess uh, who in this stat it is. So, so this is Sports View, right? I'm sure. That's... So this is this is Sports View stats, and it's the worst catch and shoot three point percentage shooters. Oh shit! And so like, and I did filters. They had to play at least twenty games and at least um, two shots, two catch and shoot shots per game. Oh, dude, I know number one for sure. Okay. I'm almost positive. So here you go. Oh, wait, no, let me just tell you number one. Okay. It has to be Josh Smith. It is not. Oh, man, who is it? He he, he don't shoot off the catch. He dribbles. <laughs> He's a pull-up shooter. Oh, he doesn't shoot? He's a, he gets a lot of... So this is like if one, so dri- one dribble five. is not a catch shoot. No. Oh, God. Okay. He, you know what it is? He probably doesn't shoot that many. Oh, wait, but I did look at this, so... Uh, oh, no, no, never mind. Actually, I'm thinking of dribble, off the dribble. So here you go. So the Hawks were the worst team in the league, or they were worse than the... All five of them? Okay. Are from the... Or no, four of them are from the West. One is from the East, who got traded to the West. 
Oh, so they're all in the... Oh, <laughs> so the first one's Ray John, then maybe. No, no. Oh, <laughs> it's Ray John. Alright, let me try to figure out that one, because that one should be much easier. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dion Waiters? Yes, Dion Waiters. <laughs> uh, total, he's at 25%. Oh, my God. That's... For Cleveland, he was 25.4%. <laughs> so that's why he got traded, because that's what LeBron needs. Yeah. Spot ups. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's... Dion so Waiters next... is third. So the next four, they're all in the West, right? They're all in the West. Uh, you know, I feel like it's a... Is one of them a rookie? There are no rookies on this. Oh, God, this is tough. The top guy is in trade rumors right now. Oh, shit. They have both of them? Any, Reggie? Reggie Jackson. Oh, my God, they got both no, of them? <laughs> Reggie Jackson's number one at 22.1%. Oh, Three-point no. percentage. They have both waiters and Reggie? Yes. Uh, do they not look at Sportsview? Holy shit. Number two is a guy who is not going to play anymore because Memphis grabbed somebody oh, else. Oh, okay. Um, oh, so Tate, or no, Tayshon's not in there. Nah. He got traded out. Um, it's a guy that used, they played their first year they made the playoffs because he's the only guy to make the three. Oh, dude, I don't watch the Grizzlies much. Quincy Pondexter oh, is number shit. two at 23.7%. Wow, what an upgrade. Okay, so now they got Jeff Green, though. Huh? <laughs> and you're not going to get this other one because I, I have no idea why he's shooting this much from three. He averages two and a half Who's catch and for? Denver. <laughs> two and a half catch and shoot three point attempts per game. I have no idea. Darrell Arthur. He's a power forward, right? Yeah. Why is he shooting that much? Maybe he's trying to expand his game. But he's shooting <laughs> better than Deion Waiters at 25.8%. Wow, dude, that's a really telling stat for why he's not on the team mm-hmm. anymore. And the next guy is, uh, is not going to play for the rest of the year. Oh, Kobe? Kobe. He's at 26%. Then uh, the surprising guy here to me is Nicholas Batum is next at 26.3%. Oh, really? Wow, that is he's had, a, he's had a bad year. And then uh, another guy who I'm surprised is this slow is Vince Carter. He seems like he always plays Dude, well. Right? That one game, he shot about hundred <laughs> percent. Well, what game was that? Did he? Was that the cat? No. Who were they it was playing? Mavericks Spurs. Oh god. Game six. No, no, I'm talking this year that Grizzlies oh, game. Oh, Dubs. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I was watching, so it probably was the Dubs. Yeah, and he just killed the Dubs. Like made like six threes in a row. It seemed like. Um. Also, I don't know why this is. Jared Sullinger is shooting three catch-and-shoot three-point attempts a game. What? <laughs> Sullinger? Yes. He's at a, a solid 30%. One, He makes one a game. Also, dude, honestly, like, this actually happened. I hated Sullinger as a college player, but mm-hmm. my niece plays like... You would call three, it, four? You'd call it like four, basically. Um, and I told my mom, like, look up Sullinger highlights from college because... Nobody used their body better than Solon. Because she's probably bigger than most. He's six eight, right? And but he was well, he wasn't undersized for college, but he wasn't dominating. It wasn't based on height; it was just based on how he positioned his body in football. Yeah, his shoulder was always basically perpendicular to their body, and so like he's always been good at that. Why is he shooting threes though? That doesn't make sense. That's because that's all the Celtics are trying to do now. Though they're doing pace and space. Pace and space. 
Wow. We don't care if you're shitty. Just shoot the threes. <laughs> Let me say this about Kobe, though. Like, I would say this wrong. Kobe Bryant, I'm not going to go into how terrible he is, but mm-hmm. he has one shot that he's really effective at, and it's the Kobe elbow shot. The dude, yep. I would like to see his percentages when he just dribbles three dribbles, pulls up from the elbow. Mm-hmm. It's probably like 75% if you let him get to the right elbow. The rest of the Kobe's game is just, it's average, dude. He just shoots a fucking volume load of shots. So, effective field goal percentage, I don't want to burn everything. But the top five for that is Koi Brewer, Whoa. effective field goal percentage, <laughs> or catch and shoot. It's oh. 18.6%. Oh, oh, the lowest? Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah. Oh, my God. 18%. <laughs> Straight for him. <laughs> Norris Cole had a strong 34%. Can you search for Stauskas real quick? Stauskas. <laughs> Stauskas. <laughs> gotta have him. I gotta have Stauskas. I don't know if you could... Sh- uh, there might be actually a filter. Can I do... Or can you just, like, just do the find for him on the... I don't know if I can find... Let's eliminate this. I'll have to do it this way. Did, oh, let me ask it while you're doing What's that. his name? Well, what's his first name? Nick. Nick? Okay. Because so, I'll go ahead. Talk. Did they ever do the uh, cherry pick in the D League? Did you see anything? Uh, I don't know if they did or not. They, they couldn't have, or else we would know about it. Okay, here we go. Nick Stauskas. Um, 31% from three. Or no. 31% overall, 30.6 from three. And 46.8. Effective field goal percentage. What's the effective? 46. So that's... What's the issue from free throw? Probably pretty solid. Probably pretty solid, yeah. Wow. Gotta have him. Yeah. Alright, so I got a piss. I think we're done, right? I think that's it. This is a nice long one for us. Where, where, where are we at here? Uh, hour and a half. Oh, nice. It's good. So we'll end this week like every week. Give me two claps and a red flag. Woo!